There's that sexy yeah. voice that we so much love to hear. Mine? Mine own? Well, yeah. I was <laughs> I was talking about the, the Zoom lady that always says, recording in progress. Are you cheating on me on air? With the, the Zoom voice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what does she have that I don't have? The voice of Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> oh, that's always what it is. Can't ah. compete. Because <laughs> we're too cute to be scary. Happy spooky season, y'all. It's, well, it's August right now for us, but <laughs> it's October. And yeah. we are here and ready to fucking do this month i love october i love autumn i love scary movies i'm so much looking forward to not sweating all the time no no but climate change so yeah so i know it'll take me through september but hopefully by the time that everyone is listening to this i won't be sweating anymore because it's been constant for the past like four months and i just wanna not just don't sweat if only well that's actually unhealthy isn't it whoa was jade from victorious ever wrong Yes. (laughs) I can't think of a time. So I did have a friend in in elementary school that did not sweat. And I was like, You good? You're right. Uh, Fun horror fact Michael Berryman, who's in the original Hills Have Eyes and the remake, The Hills Have Eyes, has the condition where he can't sweat. And they shot both those movies in the desert sun and he could have died. And he said, I'm committed to this franchise. He said, Worth it for that paycheck. Worth it. Worth it. This week, we're talking about The Witch. I'm so excited. Did you like it? Listen, there are... I still... I was going to try to delay talking about it, but I'm on a time crunch, so there's no delaying talking about it, because I just... I still... I just got done watching this movie maybe an hour ago, not even an hour ago, and I just don't know how to put my thoughts into words, so I'm... I'm really intrigued to hear what you have to say about it. I I think I liked it. Okay. What really, what I want to start with today, and this is kind of throwing a wrench in our typical routine of things. What the biggest, not takeaway from the movie, but just overall the thing that I did immediately after watching this movie was I Googled A24. And I think this movie sets a very interesting precedent for the rest of A24's like horror movies. So I, I wanted to kind of take a look at that. And this is A24's first movie that they got the global rights to. Um, which I think they must have acquired the rights in 2013. It came out in 2015, I believe. But there are so many similarities and and so many topics and so many symbols in this movie that are then present present in 
a lot of their other very very popular horror movies and it's just uh it's just an interesting thing for me having seen all of those other ones first to then kind of come back to like the beginning and like the start of A24 because A24 didn't even it it uh got founded in 2012 so it's just interesting to like think about the connections between those and maybe it's a reach because it's a production company it doesn't have that much say over the movies but it does interest me by the types of movies that a24 decides to promote and and uh produce so that's that's what that's the thought that i needed to get out of the way first um and i don't know what you have to say about that yeah um not what i thought you were going to start with um first of all <laughs> uh yeah let's get straight into industry politics yeah um, yep let's do it <laughs> it's interesting that this is their first one but is like how many have you seen now because it's not your first you've seen it's not my first you know. so this it i've seen the witch the lighthouse is another one another robert eggers 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 one of them i don't know uh <laughs> Another one of his, and then Hereditary, Midsummer, And I think those are, like, the main ones that I've seen that they've, like, promoted. But it's interesting to me that all of them have some basic things in common. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, first of all, that a production company doesn't necessarily have a lot of sway in how the movie turns out, but like, of course they can. And the Weinstein company would be a great example. Like, I think that they had a lot of power and influence over not only the selection of the actors, but like, basically they can do the whole selection process, who's going to direct it. And the the director is going to influence who's going to be on the crew, Mm -hmm. post-production, pre-production, and they're funding it. So I can see them saying, you know, like this part of the script isn't going to work or this part of the script isn't going to work. I think A24 definitely selects a certain breed of film, which is what you're getting at. This is like sort of, uh, what would you even call the genre of horror? It's like art house clearly, but like it's going for metaphor and symbolism. It's very highbrow sort of like intellectual horror is kind of what it's trying to be. Well, Uh, and I thought it's interesting because something that it says specifically, um, was the company was started to, quote, share movies from a distinctive point of view, end quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is from an article uh, in 2016 by Adam Doster, Doster um, called Upside upstart distributor A24 is making indie movies exciting again. So very interesting. But yeah, it it began to share movies from a distinctive point of view and now going into and thinking about specifically the main horror movies that I've seen that have kind of launched a 24 into the mainstream. um, It's interesting to look at it from that perspective as well. And trying to think of the distinctive point of view that the witch is trying to get across and the distinctive point of view that like all these different movies are trying to get across. It's, it's very interesting to me. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just bizarre, but I think the main symbolism that I found was trees. (laughs) 
language sounds. <laughs> don't. I was laughing at it you. Sounds, it sounds dumb because, of course, there are trees in every movie. However. <laughs> oh, that's so much better than what I was thinking. I was thinking because they're in the forest. But there's, well, there's, there's like, trees in every movie. There's trees right in every movie. But, well, that's gonna be our first t-shirt but the specific way that like the woods and like trees are shot and featured in all of the different movies i think is very fascinating it's a constant setting in the witch the lighthouse well the i guess lighthouse? less so the lighthouse less so yeah. the lighthouse it's an island yeah but there's a bird <laughs> I don't know what okay. that is. I, I thought I remember a, a... Oh, no, yes. The what? trees in the lighthouse because the story that Rob Pattinson character is telling is that he's a lumberjack and they have the shots oh, of trees. Sure. So fuck sure. off. Um, oh, my God. She's <laughs> loud now today. Wow. I'm right about this. Uh, <laughs> and in Midsummer and Hereditary, both are like set in like the woods and and have very specific. I think of with Midsummer, the they're all sitting under the tree and they they have the shots when they're like on drugs and kind of hallucinating and their trees are manipulating. So that is a big thing. And cults is is the other and and this concept of the this concept of not quite knowing what is reality and what is not, you know? Mm -hmm. So for all of those movies to be like in the same production company, kind of have the same aesthetic, arguably, and sure. to just kind of have those same overlying symbols and themes. I just thought that that was really interesting to witness fascinating so far nothing you've said is where i thought this conversation was gonna go and i'm really pleased with that i feel like yeah i like this is not you, my toes. <laughs> you do baby you all the time girl <laughs> mm. uh yeah i agree i don't know i don't have anything else to say although i mean okay i don't want to be a scrooge mcduck when i you? I, <laughs> I really need to say Distinctive point of view is kind of vague to me. Is that not vague to you? Michael Bay is. is distinctive point of view. <laughs> right. So they're like, we're going to make movies and you're going to have an opinion. A24. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. But also, again, I, I like... <laughs> about to say i watch the movies and i get it but then i just remembered that spring breakers was like a 21st first like big film and i don't know what distinctive point of view that movie has i really don't are you kidding um, me were you not listening to alien it's spring break forever y'all <laughs> that that's it spring break. spring break <laughs> brie we and i watched that movie no we do not like him Comma, however, we watched that movie on spring break in Miami. And I think that was like the one point that you had fun on that trip, Brie. Because um, we were inside watching a movie um, and drinking. Honestly. So I, I think, uh, yeah, I have yeah. fond memories of that movie, but not because of the movie. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had my first chimichanga on that trip, and it was a flavor adventure. So I just want to say that, too. <laughs> I was real excited, so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to get. I Google image searched it, but, you know, you never know. Yeah, it's like a fried burrito. It was, that's everything I want. Yeah. I didn't even know that they had that. Yeah, they do. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Miami's on a different level. Spring break. <laughs> um, okay, now okay. that I've gotten that out of the way, because I just really needed to talk about A24 and just that aspect of things. First, sure. um, I'll do a quick... <laughs> Uh, I was going to do the Wikipedia like description, but it just says The Witch is a 2015 folk horror film written and directed by Robert Eagers and his feature directorial debut. That's all it says. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. So. Can I just say, oh, God, this is one of those up. movies that I think divided people because they, first of all, people don't always like to have an intellectual experience when watching a scary movie. It's very much a, like, I'm on date night. I'm, like, drunk with friends. I'm trying to get a little spook nasty. I don't want to, like, think, you know? So people were upset about that. But I feel like this movie, um, It Comes at Night, is, like, another big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Village, even, would be a great one where people from the trailers, the marketing, really expected there to be some, like, big bad that you're looking out for. And they were kind of waiting for that jump scare of the thing that comes at night of the witch of like whatever the monster is in the village and then that's like not what it's about and it's actually about like people's relationships and shit and people are like what is this and then people say like therefore it's not a scary movie because like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's no jump scares there's no like big monster so this is a drama there is one big jump jump scare in the witch and i will just say that there's one pretty big one so i'll i'll just go with that Yes. Um, do you have a, a, a synop- like a, a synopsis that you could give? I don't, I don't yeah. know how to say it, but Wikipedia obviously failed me in this moment. So do you yeah, have sure. a, a short, like one or two sentence synopsis? Um, I'll try teacher. Let me see. Um, uh, a family is banished in Puritan times and they go out into the woods to try to fend for themselves a devoutly christian family mm. i'm adding on to the sentence but imagine that was all one eloquent sentence <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like in this town it's very like salem witch trials vibes but like yeah. that's not the right reference that was actually right. after this right. time period wise um but like picture that vibe in your mind and yeah. they did something we don't know what the dad did but they're like all right you can in shape up you can get out and he was like you don't tell me what to do and then they like kick them out and they're basically just in the woods on their own in a time where people really needed community like mm-hmm. you can still argue that people were creatures of community but like in this time you are in trouble dude and they're in trouble dude yeah that's <laughs> that's it that's, that's the synopsis it. right there just they're in trouble dude <laughs> yeah uh, with or without a witch they would be in trouble they yeah it's not great for them they were like gonna starve to death anyways so yeah there's some really fun theories about this movie that i Mm. think make the viewing experience more pleasurable every time Mm. i love this movie after it finished today i thought like it's an honor and a privilege every time 
I watch it. And armed with these new theories that I'd never heard before today also, it was a completely different... Anyway, there's like one that um, Robert Eggers has stand this theory that their corn is rotting. They mentioned that there's some sort of like rot going on mm-hmm. uh, and it's ergot, which I guess is like has hallucinogenic properties. And mm. so there's like theories about how much of it's really happening and how much of it the family are like hallucinating, which is fun because there's little moments in the movie where you're like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And uh, there's like another one that's, it's not really relevant to the plot, but I like to think about it, but it's like, it's called a folktale because it's like a made-up story you know and so it's kind of like a story that's going around the village of the family that went wayward so like the fa- mm. this village making up all this stuff as if to like it's like a folktale they tell people like this family did this they didn't listen to us and then a witch came and ate their baby she doesn't eat the baby that would be gross she uses it for well, art sport um shits and giggles yeah so I, I think it's I think it's nice that we did kind of we went in very two separate directions. On this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's cool that I was like, "Ooh, how does this connect to all of the other A twenty four movies?" And you're like, "What are the theories about this movie?" So I'm yeah. I'm very there's so much to discuss. Let's let's jump in. So, do you have any theories as to what the dad did to get them kicked out? Um. Yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, but I thought the mom was more of a dick. Like, she's a bitch. Let's be yeah, real but, about it. But I think that she's very much so, like, plays the role of the Christian wife in that household. Like, she submits to her husband. I think that he's the leading force in uh, douchebaggery. But I think that, like, they both suck. Don't get me wrong. However, she goes through a ton in this movie. So, a lot of what seems like her being a bitch, like, put that in the context of, like, holy shit. You know, I'm not saying she handles it well, but holy shit. I the mean, stuff that she has to go through in this movie. Like, woof. Thomason has it worse. For sure. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, hold on. Thomason has it worse. But like, prior shit. to Samuel, it just seemed like her mom hated her. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, moms. Definitely. It's like Lady Bird. This is the Lady Bird of pure. <laughs> <laughs> they love each other. They it's have hard a to complicated relationship. Yeah. <laughs> She's just got to go off to college for her mom to be able to accept her. (laughs) And her mom's like, get her out. Sell her to a family. Yeah. We need the money. Come on. Yeah. Um, But no, I think that dad's just like super prideful and thinks that he knows everything, but he does it under the context of Jesus, which we mm -hmm. see all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. And it's like, even in that moment, they're like, do you have to insist on embarrassing yourself? Like, do you have to insist on insulting us in front mm. of the entire village? And he's like, yeah, I will. You know, like he keeps mm. acting like a petulant child. Yeah. And so I think there was even a moment at the beginning where they could have saved themselves and he blew it. He's so determined that he's right. And that causes problems throughout the movie. And really, when you think about each like sin committed by a member of the family, they're really like reflective of the seven deadly sins. And it's, it's really like the religious allegory is so strong in every direction, even down to how the dad looks like a Christ figure. Mm-hmm. Like he's this false God in his mind. Like he knows that everything he's doing is correct. It's such a good movie. I, I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I didn't even view it that way, but absolutely true. Absolutely true. And I listen, 
we at Too Cute to Be Scary podcast uh, mm-hmm. do Are not support incest. Oh. Um, you did not ask for my opinion before you made that announcement, and I that's don't fine. care because I we for legal reasons we do not support incest. Because I was gonna say I agree, so it's fine. But next time you should run it by me before you make <laughs> statements about incest. Continue. But <laughs> uh huh, you have your cousins, and then you have your first cousin, <laughs> then you have your second cousin. Um. How do you feel about Caleb's kind of relationship with Thomason? Um, Because I view them as very brother and sisterly, but he also doesn't have anyone else uh, to really interact with. And so there are moments where he's like looking at her breasts and, you know, and I, I don't, support it but I almost understand where he's coming from in terms of curiosity and not having anyone else to like explore that with um but I don't obviously I don't support it and I don't think he would ever act on it but like the mom brings up in the end like oh I see Caleb's looks towards you you're like a slut and with the husband too like I see it and I don't think she was I don't think Thomason was doing anything no. uh, at all. And I I think specifically from Caleb's perspective, he's like, I've never seen a, a woman like that other than my mother. And so like, I can understand his curiosity um, without acting on it. And I think he did. And I really, I personally really liked their relationship. I thought it was like, they obviously cared for each other a lot and they were obviously like the favorite of their siblings for, for many reasons. But, um, I thought it was an interesting addition. Uh, yes. To their relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I mean, I think taking out the religious element I have witnessed in taking care of children moments where children are curious about nudity, about sexuality, especially when they're going through puberty and there's hormones at play. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is common. I think that adding in the religious element, it's extremely common to see somebody who's been sort of isolated from a peer group, from teachers or representatives that would like some sort of adult figure that would be telling them this information. So they're feeling these things, but they don't know what's going on, how to express it. And so I think that the movie does it in a way that's super like respectful and Mm -hmm. uh, like not implying to me anything inappropriate. I don't think that it's like a you know sorry to bring up a predator but like a josh duggar situation because i think that there's an analogy between the two obviously religious fundamentalism was motivated in both cases to a different degree i don't think that that was the case in fact i think thomason catches him looking at her in one instance where they're by the lake and she's Mm -hmm. kind of like get over here like she understands basically everything i've just said she's like of course of course you feel this way i feel so you know it's fine. Like you're my little brother. I know that you're not thinking anything. I'm not thinking anything. And they're so loving to each other. And they're, you're right. The relationship is so wonderful. And I think that the reason why they include it in the movie is of course, to show 
this repression that he's had Mm -hmm. and now he's even more repressed because they're alone in the woods so every little character has their moment where it's just like they're being dragged further and further down but then when he is confronted with the witch then it's this woman who is who is beautiful it's not like the witch we see at the beginning of the movie it's this woman who's extremely busty and she is showing it she's like on Mm -hmm. display and that is what like pulls him in and then she kisses him and then he's found naked all of all of it's very like sexually implicative is is that a word Mm -hmm. implicative i'm making up words today i'm a barks i think that would make sense yeah william shakespeare did it all the time yeah (laughs) and they're all drawn to the devil by their like primary sin and his is lust Mm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. even though it's out of his control because i think that i would argue he's the most devout family member i would agree though he that. sends in the movie yeah and there's another theory that you know i mean we're in spoiler talk but aren't we always there's like another theory about um whether it's a trick of the devil that he has this little moment of salvation at the end which i think is really interesting and really sad because yeah. the first couple times i watched this movie of course i thought that he was like gonna be okay like in the sense that he's like happy to be going to heaven as he dies but like that totally could just be the devil being like you know jesus is kissing me i love you (laughs) you know so right and yeah i speaking that his like quote-unquote sin or one of the deadly sins or whatever is lust you know i i really did find his last moments to be more um charged with lust uh instead of just like love in terms of like a a father and like an authority figure it definitely did seem more lustful um so it would make sense to me that the devil was just tricking him in theory um yeah although it makes me sad (laughs) yeah the kisses the sigh at the end and i just want to say like every time i see that monologue it's like the first time that actor He's oh, so good. What's it like to be good at acting? He is I like I have a degree phenomenal. and I <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. He's absolutely phenomenal. Him and Anya Taylor-Joy really steal the fucking show. Yes. Like they're they're wonderful in this movie. And I think that's yeah. why I don't know. It's they, her first movie. It is her first movie. I was going to yeah. ask cuz she's just fantastic yeah. as an actor and I think that's also something that made their relationship so good is they, they just had very good, they were very good scene partners for each other and they bounced off each other well. And I thought that that was, I don't know, it was just all very cool to watch. Um, The twins. what Jonas and Mercy. God, Jonas and Mercy. Mercy? Mercy. Mercy. (laughs) I just can't with her i don't really care about jonas i feel like he's not as much a part of it she is just so annoying and i was that annoying little sister (laughs) (laughs) i was her growing up um i was the absolute worst so (laughs) i say was as if it's past tense god damn um yeah, I I just got so annoyed with her every time she was just being a little snitch and just yeah, being true. annoying. Like, I know I shouldn't say this about kids, but I would like punt her down the street as well. You like, should. I would I would beat her ass just like Anya Taylor Joy did, just like Tom Thomason did. Yeah. Also, what is what kind of name is Thomason? I wow. really hate it so much. Wow. I okay. every time I remember that's... that that's her name, I'm like, this is weird. 
That is Jesus's cousin. Is cousin tw- twice removed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you. <laughs> no, Thomas's son. Thomas's son. Thomas right? Sin. But she. Thomas's son. <laughs> anyway, okay. So what are we talking about? Wow. Um, Jonas and Mercy. Yeah. They First just of start off just being annoying and then it they start off as the first ones to sell their souls to the devil, which I love because think about it in the context of being, how old are they supposed to be? Like six? Can yeah, you something like that. It's like, I will give you all the candy. You want a Nintendo Switch. It's 1625. I'm about to give you one of those. I'm about to drop you a Nintendo fucking Switch. These kids are like signing their names, like for sure. Because they're the first ones to be chilling with Black Phillip. If you pay attention to the songs that they're singing about Black Phillip, it's like pretty clear that he's the devil. I mean, was yeah. And so I think that that's why they're dicks because later, you know, she's like, clackety clackety, clackety clackety. And Thomas is like, you better get out of here. You're not supposed to walk this far away from the house. You could get snatched by a witch. And she's like, Black Phillip said I can do whatever I want. And that's the attitude they walk with. Yeah. Purse first, the whole movie. Because yeah. the devil straight up told them like, it doesn't matter, do what you want. And they are mm-hmm. six-year-olds doing what they want. And it is, yeah, the worst. But again, like, love the actors. Especially because mm-hmm. like, a lot of child actors are, uh, mm, so children. <laughs> they're, they're children. They're children. Yeah, these kids are great too because they look older than they are somehow. Mm-hmm. Like their faces look like little adult. Like she looks like a little old lady in her like <laughs> costume. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. They are exactly what you expect from six year olds who are in league with Satan. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. What do you think their, um, like, of the deadly sins, what do you think theirs would be? Uh, what are the deadly sins is something I got to go through real quick. Let's look that. Uh, well, less... sloth for one, because Thomason's like, I'm working like a slave here and you're, you're idle, whatever she says. And mm-hmm. so they don't do anything. They clearly can do things. <laughs> I mean, so that... Lust is oh. definitely Caleb. Pride is definitely the dad. Yeah. Greed. Greed so seems like the uh, dad too. One Not is, that they can't share. but Right. One is pride. Two is greed. Three is lust. Four is envy. Um, five is gluttony. Six, anger. And seven, sloth anger just mm-hmm. anger or oh, wrath or anger yeah yeah all right which i uh, feel like that like envy and anger would probably be the mom most yeah, of all arguably definitely. um yeah i feel like the dad would be pride kids would probably the t- i would yeah i would probably agree with sloth yeah for them yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, they're so obnoxious. Um and poor Thomason is just like not doing anything. Ninety nine percent of the time. Really not. She's really and everybody's not. like Thomason, jeez. <laughs> Get it together. And she's like, I literally was just sitting here. I just fell asleep. Like uh, you can literally- stub your child when we go, Thomason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i 
I thought that the bear trap was going to mean a lot more in the situation. Um, what do you because mean? they spent a lot of time, like, there was a very particular shot that included them, like, resetting the bear trap in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I thought, oh, someone's going to die with that. <laughs> but oh. they didn't. But, yeah, I just, I thought that. But So, according to the internet, that kind of trap is like very difficult to escape from. Mm-hmm. Like once it snaps, it's going to snap like some part of the animal, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't kill it. So it's supposed to be like, Ooh, how did the rabbit get out? Cause obviously the rabbit's like the witch's familiar, which I love. I love the rabbit with the creepy eyes. Um, also cause he like stole the mother's cup and sold it to buy the trap because he was like, we got to eat food, which I mean, fair, but like, the trap is part of the problem because you are not supposed to have done that. Right. William. Right. And it it was it was almost like a trick of the eyes because like I saw the the rabbit in the trap and I like saw it, but I didn't it was very brief and then you see it again in the woods where he's like uh where Caleb's like crawling through the woods and it's like, wait, I thought that yeah. was dead. What's going on? Yeah. Um, and honestly, the goat eyes and the rabbit eyes looked very similar to me, which I thought was a nice touch. Yes. Um, yeah, I, what was Caleb's plan by going into the woods? Was he hoping to like find food? Was he hoping like, well, yeah, was it, was he just hoping to like go to the traps and find something? And then he's like, here, you don't have to go to the family because we have this now, you know? Is that like yeah. what his thought process yeah. was? He definitely is stepping into the like, let me be the man of the house sort of vibe. Like, I'll help you guys. We don't have food. I'll go get food. You mm. know, like we don't have what he's trying to be a provider because mm-hmm. his father can't right now. And so it's kind of sweet that he goes out and he's like, I can get us food and he can do that. Because yeah. also, I mean, he's a kid. He's thinking, like, what's how can I save my sister? Mm. And so the idea that if I bring home, like, a ton of rabbits for everyone to eat for weeks, we have food. Then it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. And then, I don't know, dude, I feel like this movie goes from, like, zero to literally 5,000 in a span of, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they show <laughs> the witch right away. yeah yeah they show her right away and what i'm assuming that was like a like a youth kind of situation where she's like i need an unbaptized baby to then no okay no what what was the purpose of her taking samuel because also great shot i love the concept of playing peekaboo and then suddenly it's just gone and you can Um, see the rustling of the trees like you just missed her yeah yep yep very very cool very that moment is fucking fantastic i saw this movie opening weekend in theaters and that moment just like you could hear a pin drop like none of us knew it was gonna happen i mean like you know the baby's not gonna be okay but no one thought that it was gonna be like churn and butter you know like this naked old lady churn and butter but it's a baby it was so insane um so a lot of the dialogue in this movie, a lot of the prayers and a lot of like the witch lore comes from real source material from the time yes. period. Yeah, that's and a note so, at the end of the movie that yeah. it's, it comes from folk tales, like folk tales, fairy tales, and then real like r- witchcraft found in like journals and diaries and shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so we love the attention detail, first of all, brownie points for that. But the witch thing, apparently this is a very real, I can't say very real, as real as all this magic. Mm-hmm. Hullabaloo. Um, no offense to witches who listen to our podcast. We support witches and Wiccans and love... hex folk. Yes. Hex girls, call me. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, this is like how they fly. It has to be an unbaptized baby and you smear them on the broomstick and it allows the witch to fly. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, okay. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, very graphic. Very graphic. Try it at home. Maybe don't. I'm going to say <laughs> for legal reasons, I can't recommend that. No uh, case, no case, Morgan. We cannot say, do not, nope. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna nip that right in the bud right okay. away. All right. Uh, <laughs> for the never mind. Um, I was about to say for the tens of people who listen to us. Wow, I'd like to think it's at least fifteen. Well, I said tens, multiple tens. Oh, <laughs> uh, math. Mm. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah just yeah very graphic um where was i going with that god i just can't the movie even... goes from zero to a hundred yeah yeah so okay so yeah so basically everyone's mad about samuel or the yeah. mom's specifically pissed off about samuel the dad's like it was a wolf whatever he's fine let's move on with it um and then they try to send away thomason and then Caleb's like, nah, I'm going to save you. So they go into the woods and then that plan backfires. And then Thomason finds Caleb naked in the thunderstorm and oh. brings him in. And he's like in a coma. They lose the horse and the dog as oh. well as Caleb. Yes. Which is yes. important. Yeah. Yes. Please continue. Yeah. Because yeah, that then they are truly isolated in their little farm because that would be... You know, can't just uh, hop on a bike. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, they left it in town. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so basically, then it jumps to them all praying around Caleb. Then it's a like it, mercy, right? It is mercy. Yeah. 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 Mercy then is like, she's a witch like she did it thomason did it even though that dumb bitch is actually the the one that made a deal with the devil fucking bitch um she's like oh she yelled at me she beat me up and then basically i feel like from that point onward it's just chaos (laughs) yeah i would say and thomason's like i'm literally praying like what are you talking about um and do you think that Mercy and Jonas were actually also possessed in that time? Or do you think they were just faking it to, yeah. Okay, great. Fully faking it. Because yeah. later the dad, she's like, look, they're faking it. You know, they're not passed out, whatever. You know, and the mm-hmm. dad like yells, like, I'm going to knock you into next week or whatever the hell he says. And yeah. <laughs> Jonas goes, up. Ah! He's like, like ah. Thomas is like, hey, I told you, they're liars. I think that fully, this is like Black Phillips' plan, like right. that, or they're he's just like, I don't know, improv, improv everywhere, and they're right. like, great, because like, okay, yeah, again, very reminiscent of like the witch trials that also got a note didn't just happen in Salem. It's actually disgusting how many 
women specifically, but also just like people were killed for being mm-hmm. witches when they're 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 not they're not witches. So mm-hmm. like it's a really horrible chapter in history and just people accusing people for fun, for entertainment, for dumb reasons. And Jonas and Mercy are giving that on the runway. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Caleb spits out an apple, which is very clear religious symbolism. Um, and also, I think it also fits with like, mom, you wanted an apple. Like you've been saying yeah. you've wanted apples since we haven't had any since England. Like He's your apple, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Also, wait, I'm sorry. I lied. I have read the Bible and yeah. it is not an apple. It's a fruit. Yes. Yes. So for all of our Christian audience, I'm so sorry. I'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> it is, however, it is Um actually <laughs> um, It is huh. it is commonly referred to as Adam or Eve and the apple, you know. Yes. It, it is commonly in the zeitgeist of the world referred to as an apple, even though it is yeah. not explicitly stated to be so. Yeah. Um yeah. So I think, yeah, it has a lot of imagery just in general with that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the mom just goes truly berserk. Yeah, um, I think at this point, the mom and dad both believe Thomas is a witch. Like, that was all they needed to see. Because yeah. the dad goes outside and you think he's being, like, affectionate with her. Mm-hmm. She's crying. He hugs her. I mean, Caleb's just died. Caleb's everyone's favorite. The mm-hmm. audience, the family, everybody. That sucks, you know? Yeah. He's like, just tell me that you're a witch. It's fine. Like, just tell me. We're going to have to give you to the wolves. You know, the townspeople will probably burn you. But just tell me. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's fine. We'll be okay. Yeah. The and mom's like, like inconsolable. Yeah. 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 And Thomason's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Still the whole time, like, I've done nothing. I've done nothing. It's been three days. Yeah. <laughs> We're terrible at camping. I feel like. <laughs> and she's like you're just out here cutting wood which is true all the dad does he's not really doing much else other than chopping wood which like he's like jesus said he was a carpenter i'll show you carpenter (laughs) (laughs) which i will say so to to cut forward and uh go to his death it is very funny that like (laughs) yeah he dies after I know. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but I just wanted to comment on all of the wood that's there because, like, that's the first time that you really see how much yeah. wood he's actually been chopping, and it's obscene. It's a lot, like a they—that yeah. is so much wood that will get them through like the next two years. Like they, yeah. there's no need for that much wood. Yeah. I, it's just, uh, yeah, that was the first time I actually, like, saw it. Like, you don't really see the wood pile before that. You just see him chopping wood. And then you see it, and I was like, holy shit. No yeah. wonder Thomason's pissed about it. Like, what are, you could be out hunting. You could be out getting other food. And yet, you're just chopping wood. Like, what Anything. is going yeah. on? Um, yeah. Yeah, so before Why that. Why do you think? Hmm? Oh, sorry. I was going to ask why you think he drops the axe. Because he picks as if to attack Black Phillip, and then he says, what does he say? Cruelty is my master or something, and he drops it? What does he say? Because that was also at the time where he was... 
oh no, I guess it was after. But like he was kind of like confessing his sins anyways. He was like, this is all my fault. That was the night before he died. But he's like, this is all my fault. This is all my my problem. So I I wonder if he viewed it as like, this is my punishment. Like for the, and he knew he was going to die. That first shot was going to kill him anyway. So I think he just knew like I this this truly is my punishment. This is how I'm gonna die, and this is God's will, I guess, for me, just due sure. to the the pain and trauma I've caused for my family. That's how I interpreted him dropping the axe. Um, yeah, but he still tried to wrestle with Black Philip, which like wrestling with the devil doesn't really work out well ever. But mm. you know, yeah, yeah. Well, and before that, he does, he locks up Jonas and Mercy and Thomason. In, in the funniest way. Wait, this is actually, I'm going far back, but I just have to say, when Caleb first goes missing and Thomason, it's like the next morning and they're calling their names. You know, we still don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. They've like put the twins on leashes and they're just like tied to the barn and they're running around. I, like, Thomason! I didn't even see that. And that's fucking funny. <laughs> leave them all the time <laughs> i love it so much yeah because otherwise they just go making <laughs> deals with the devil like it's they should have done this yeah. to begin with yeah um also apparently i i didn't catch this upon rewatch but i read this to be true mm-hmm. apparently black philip was just found by the by jonas and mercy he's just like roaming around mm-hmm. and the dad like re- uh, wrestles him into the family's like thing and the mom is like what a blessing that they find this like what is obviously like in a non-satanic context a really healthy large like male goat like mm-hmm. a beautiful goat mm-hmm. um yeah because later thomason apparently says which i also missed upon rewatch but apparently she's like uh, have you not noticed that like a random black goat appeared and jonas and mercy are like praying to it and talking to it hello right Right. is this mic on right well and it's so funny because that's not anything that you like see it's just like in conversation and i will say i watched with subtitles and thank god i did because if i didn't i did not want to have another remake of the lighthouse like i just didn't want to not know what was going on so i'm glad i had the subtitles on um but yeah all of this is things that thomason says or people say and it's just like that also just adds to the the confusion about like what is reality and what is like a folktale like what is actually yeah. happening and what is completely fiction like i i don't i don't know the answer cuz like maybe thomason was just saying that shit i don't know yeah well we we got to talk about the the jump scare that i think that you're thinking of cuz this is when the twins disappear we don't see what happens to them yeah but they're like gone so Which is they're the... in the dad locks him in the barn Mm -hmm. again because that's how he parents and (laughs) you go out there and you think about what you did (laughs) um they like it's the middle of the night and it's terrifying because they're in the barn with the animals and like everybody's dying around them and black philip is there yeah and thomason even says she's like don't leave me with that goat like that goat is the problem yeah and they hear crawling on the roof or something so they like hops down and it's like crawling and they see like feet walking by and then like everybody turns and looks and there's the witch just hunched over the cow and that witch cackle when she turns is mint that's how we do it it's horrifying truly i love it 
It's so good. Yeah. And just the image of, like, I don't know. This is going to sound really bad. Just the image of naked people crouching is just always... (laughs) It's just always bad. It's always bad. Because it's always just such an awkward position. And... um, like vulnerable in a weird way as well which is like the witch is vulnerable but also in a position of power and so it's just a really weird contradictory image and and just seems wrong in every way possible um also bad for your knees so bad for your knees yeah yeah Yeah. and you feel your like tits on your stomach because you're like crouched over and everything's yeah. hanging and it's, just... it's not as sexy as it sounds no no it's really no, no. not sexy at all no, no. <laughs> uh yeah oh yeah and the twins just kind of disappear after that like i guess we don't yeah. know if they died or not i would assume or yeah or they went to or... hell i don't know yeah whatever yeah, yeah. Nobody gives a um, shit about the twins. But the mom, okay, so Thomason wakes up and she's surrounded by like all the dead animals also. The animals are like gutted and dead. The yeah. twins are gone. The dad is like laying there gored well, and like that dead. was actually the jump scare that I was talking about. There was the jump scare with the witch. There's also the jump scare with the goat because she is like sitting there talking with him and then suddenly you like the goat just jumps out and kills him or you know and, oh yeah that's a good one too strikes yeah. him initially so i'm like there are there are a couple of good jump scares in this yeah um yeah and thomason is just like well, i hate mondays <laughs> <laughs> and the mom comes out and it's like i bet you're wondering how i got here and the mom after having her nipple pecked off by Which- a yeah, can, let's rewind to that. We are jumping right. all over a bit yeah. this movie, yeah. and I do apologize that this is not linear. But we always not, do. That's not how our brains work. You, yeah. you you had to have figured that out by now. Um, do you think it was a vision from the devil? Is that what we're yeah. assuming? Yeah. Yeah, okay, because great. he said, "I have a book for you." Caleb oh, says, "I have a book for you to look at." Oh yes, yes. And there's another theory on the internet. But every family member in their own way submits to Satan. So the reason why the dad drops the axe, this is why I was asking you. Is because oh. he really is Satan. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Thomas and obviously the twins, obviously. And the mom signing the book. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess other than Samuel, like it's not really his fault. He was a Should have gotten baptized. <laughs> mm, sounds like it's his fault. So I was baptized. Were you? Yes. Step it up, Samuel. Step it up. Okay. So, I didn't you should have, a... have crawled to the church, Samuel. I'm saying you better learn your first word. And it better be Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So the mom's a little mad in the morning. Um. Understandable. <laughs> I also would not like my nipple plucked off by a crow. That just sounds yeah. awful. Well, because well, mostly she's like, you're a witch. And Thomason's like, no, I'm not. And then the next morning she's like, okay, so now everyone's dead but you. So I'm feeling like you're a witch. And Thomason's like, I'm feeling like you're not hearing me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Timothy Chalamet comes. And then they like kiss. And then he's kind of annoying. So then there's like this other guy. Lucas Hedges, <laughs> and he's like sensitive, but then he's like, he's 
and it's like it's not gonna work it's not gonna nothing works <laughs> i just like the i think i think you're a witch it's, eh, i think you're not hearing me out <laughs> <laughs> it's very that it really does give that energy uh yeah, and then it, it diverges a little bit from Lady Bird, and the mom literally tries to kill Thomason. Like, sure. quite literally tries to strangle her. We, but yeah. if I'm honest, though, like, maybe a little valid. Like, let's be real. Yeah. I probably would have the same exact thought as the mom. If I walked out and everyone is dead, every single one of my family members is dead. Yeah. And somehow Thomason is like unscathed. I'd be like, so. you are a witch. Yes. Yeah. That confirms my beliefs as well. I don't know if I'd want to kill my daughter after that, but like, I'd be like, what, uh, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, we'd have to sit down times. and have a little heart to heart. Sure. Yeah. Have some tea. Have really some talk tea. about. Yeah. yeah. Chill. But yeah, then she literally strangles her. Uh-huh. And then Thomason's like, I'm not going to die for you. Yeah. bitch actually like, she out. says i love you it's so sad yeah it's actually really painful to watch yeah um, it's really really sad and she like stabs her multiple times in the forehead with a spade <laughs> until she stops moving um so and then she's kind of like and <laughs> goes inside takes she... off her bloody clothes yeah and lays down and goes to sleep, which, correct. It's kind of like hereditary, since we're comparing them. Alex Wolf comes inside and he goes to bed. Because, yeah, that's fair. Yep. And that's one of my favorite moments in that movie. It's just unreal. Just watching him drive home and then just come in and go to bed. Like, Alex Wolf, are you okay? Because I feel like you're one of those, like, I'm method. And you probably he put is. yourself in a really he emotionally is. vulnerable place, yeah, for that role. So, like, but I believe oh, hope you're okay. They're releasing a new album of music, so that I now it'll be all right. I think so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think he's okay. I hope so. Good. I hope so. I hope he had a nice like mental break from that movie. Have um, you? This is so unrelated to what we do, but have you heard Black Sheep? Their album. <laughs> I like it a lot. Oh, I think it's really sweet. Colorful raindrops is a okay. It's a yeah. Cute. I'll anyway. give a listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Witch. <laughs> Let's just turn this into a music review podcast. Yeah, could we? Uh, we'll have to say about uh, Harry's house. <clears throat> I am seeing him on Thursday and I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Like in public? I, at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, at wow. Madison Square at Garden. At the garden. I'm, I got tickets. And we're going, and I'm gonna, Very I'm cool. gonna have a great time. Uh, yeah, the witch. Um, yeah, and then after she wakes up, she just kind of goes into the barn and starts talking to Black Philip, and then Black Philip turns into a pirate. Yeah, he turns into Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, believe it or <laughs> so, not, Johnny yeah. Depp is also in this movie. It was his yeah. comeback to film. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, I think that she goes in with like all hope lost and literally they're the only two living things on the homestead like she you know that, yeah. so she doesn't expect anything she's like i conjure you to talk to me the way you talk to jonas and mercy he doesn't say anything she tries to turn around to go and then there's this we we oh that sexy whisper voice okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's like what do you want baby girl 
He's like, what's that one song that's like, hey, how you doing, little mama? Let me whisper you here. It's very that. <laughs> and she's like, what can you give me? Um, and he's like, butter. <laughs> Let's turn <laughs> some butter, motherfucker. But it's literally just like the idea that, first of all, for the time. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's had butter, but just like the idea of like this rich taste. Mm-hmm. When you've been suffering for food for so long, do you want mm-hmm. just like, mm, you want to Cadbury egg mama she's like yes mm-hmm. he's like do you want a pretty dress girl she's like yes <laughs> like, it's like do you want to live deliciously oh that made me squirm I oh. love it yeah yes yep. yeah yeah this and is... of course she says yes and then yeah the ending divides people but I think this is a feminist power ballad and I listen okay but I say the same shit about midsummer and you get mad about it so tell me oh why my god what Tell me why what? this is different. What? I oh. we talked about this already. We talked about this already in midsummer. Ooh wee, ooh wee. I could get into this. Okay, first of all, I think Let's that this get into. It. I'm gonna let you have the 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 nugget of why I think this ending divides people is what mm. you're getting at, and mm-hmm. that's the idea that like it seems like she's free, but actually she remains chained and chained to like the bad guy, depending on your level of like stake in this argument. Now I am biased because I um, love the devil and I love like depictions of the devil in movies. I think that it's just like a fun adversary, like whether it's a horror comedy or just like comedy, whether it's like, I love all this kind of shit. Like I eat it up. Um, I don't- Can I just um, say- I don't believe in the devil, but I love this content. But he still Um, is manipulating her just like you and Wendy yell at me for Midsummer. is he still is manipulating a person in an unfortunate circumstance for his- I feel like- I feel like there is a difference between the cult in Midsummer and Lucifer. And I like <laughs> see you and I hear you, but I also <laughs> think that like, hmm, like all these women who are like very powerful, which like I would argue, uh, please argue with me if you disagree, that witches are incredibly powerful. Like in the context of this movie, in the ideological sort of like satanic witch, the whole idea is that you are in control. You can like use your womanhood, which is the most powerful thing Mm -hmm. to control, to seduce, to manipulate. Like it is all of that. And I think that that idea and that like sort of presentation, that PowerPoint that Satan is giving to women speaks to me more than the Mm -hmm. cult that is like very clearly Mm -hmm. taking a vulnerable person who's been through trauma, manipulating that trauma to get her to do what they want her to do. And then just like holding her there until they're over her. But I see what you're saying. It's just like one resonates with me and one doesn't, I guess. But also I guess I just like she also is in a very vulnerable position, has been put through a shit ton of trauma watching her entire family die. And he did it to her and he is gonna use her like if we know one thing about the devil in any depiction of the devil say he uses people for his own will so yeah who's to say that he won't just kill her off as well once he's done with her you know there's no saying that but i also i do I do agree with you. I just wanted to uh, make that argument for myself because I feel <laughs> like I need to be justified. <laughs> sure. I get it. No, I hear you. I hear you. But, and I, yeah, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I agree. She's very, very powerful. And like, I yes. admire that, like that position of power and, and her joy of that and her like 
crazy laughter at the end is is yeah. very fun. Um, I love it. Very fun and funny. I love that it's silent as well. Mm-hmm. I just like the, and the shadows on her face that almost make her look like a jack o' lantern or like a ghoul of some sort. It's really great cinematography. Yeah, there's a lot of great cinematography in this. Can I ask? Um, is do you uh, know if this was this was going to be a question of mine? Because um, I know with the lighthouse, Robert Eggers was very. Um, adamant that it all be done with like the natural light like everything be done in that way to to mimic the sure. the natural candlelight and everything like that do you know if this movie is similar to that i don't i would love to hear the commentary if there's commentary um mm. or just like an interview with him mm-hmm. discussing the process but definitely mm-hmm. a lot of shots are giving the illusion of natural light yeah. a lot of the candlelit moments which are some of the prettiest shots in the movie there's a great one uh there's a great one where the parents are talking about getting rid of Thomason and how they Mm -hmm. think that Samuel's in hell because he's unbaptized and the whole thing and they check to see if the kids are awake in the dumbest way like what are you brand new like obviously the kids are awake but anyway it's the kids are in the attic and the camera is there lingering on the kids and it's just their faces their profiles lit by the candlelight and they're all just Mm -hmm. staring in solemnly Mm -hmm. none of them are looking at each other they're just like taking in what's being said and it's just the, some of the best parts of this movie are like where they don't explain anything mm-hmm. you just like visually you get it like yeah. you don't need to be told how the baby's being killed you get it yeah they're all of the gore of like what we've been describing is implied really yeah. i mean like yeah. you see kind of like grape jelly and you're like ew <laughs> but right, other than that, right. Yeah. well and even even when thomason is like killing her mom you don't see her like stabbing her mom you see the blood coming from her face like you see that yeah. aspect but you don't fully like see what's what's going on like you know what's going on but yeah yeah it's yeah Whew. man it's great it just makes me so sad that so many people didn't like it because yeah but it's okay everybody likes what they like but it's just like this is the kind of movie that even if it was for me i would still say like midsummer like it's clearly so well done right it is an objectively good movie like objectively um and i i enjoyed it a lot there's just like so much that happened and i'm like i (sighs) yeah and there are there are like so many theories that very well could be true like there's so much that like is is fascinating about the the making of and I guess the the what do you think the overall message is of this movie and I think that's like what do you think is the point that they're trying to get across I don't think it's like a message in a morality tale kind of way like it's trying to teach something to the audience I think it's like a a depiction of a family that doesn't practice what they preach Mm. and like Mm not necessarily the consequences of not like following a godly life but it's kind of like a lot of what happened to you happened because of your own failings and you don't acknowledge it you don't have a conversation about it and it hurts people Mm -hmm. um and it's very mm, relevant I think always in the religious context yeah well I I think it's it's really important what Thomason is saying where she's like and it where it's her and William that are having the conversation, her and her dad that are having the conversation. And he's like, tell me the truth, like speak the truth. 
She's like, you want me to speak the truth? Like, you blamed the cup on me. You blamed yep. the woods on me. Like, you blamed all this shit and just kind of let it slide because you knew that I would get blamed for it and you wouldn't. Like, you just let all this shit happen. And is that the truth? Like, is that the truth? Like, I thought that that was a really good point. And I think that it is still relevant to today because... Yeah, I mean, even the shit with student loan debt. So uh, in the U.S., we we just, uh, those of us that have um, uh, government student loans uh, just got 10000 of it um, forgiven, which is wonderful, if you make $125,000 or less a year. Um and there have been a lot of people that are like, oh, but what about, like, I I didn't, um, like, I had to pay off my loans. I didn't get any handouts. So, like, why why did I not get this then? Like, why should you get it? And just, again, especially with- Some people don't get to go to fucking college. I hate, people are so annoying. Sorry, I didn't yeah. get to. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's it's a lot of Christians. Like, a lot of Christians are like, but I- I worked for this. I worked hard enough and, and I was able to pay it off. So you should too. And it's like, there are so many parables in the Bible talking about helping the poor and helping the unfortunate. So this is, it's just like, where's your argument? Like, why aren't you practicing what you're supposedly preaching? Like, why aren't you practicing what fucking Jesus told you to, if you're yeah. so if you're going to be up on your high horse about all of these good things that you did for yourself, like just miss me with that shit. You know, my problem is not that Christians are flawed. It's that Christians act like they're not, you know? Yeah. Yep. And it's of course not just Christians. This is like, not, I'm trying to make a broad sweep about anyway. I just feel like the attitude that you haven't figured out and other people who don't follow the thing that you follow don't, mm-hmm. but then you behave like, like a human like you are still messing up (laughs) and it's I don't know it's even worse when the ideology you're following is encouraging you to do things that are harmful like you're inevitably going to do harmful things as a human being you should at least be steering in a direction that's trying to help you out of that right right and it's it's it is interesting to me because I think that's kind of the whole original point of Christianity is you are imperfect. You are going to sin. That is going to happen. And Jesus has died to forgive you of that. So you can ask for forgiveness. Like, you can still be forgiven even if you are an imperfect human because you are an imperfect human. You are not God. You are not perfect. You are not Ryan Reynolds. Exactly. God. But, you know, I think that's like the whole point of Christianity. And so then to witness all of these people that are like, "Mm, but I am behaving in the Lord's eyes and I'm not doing any of these things that you're doing. Like if I prayed to God right now and was truly repentant and or not even repentant, but if I prayed to God right now and uh, I don't know, showed loyalty to him then like i'd be forgiven too for whatever i've fucking done and that's what jesus said so this this idea 
in the Christian faith of perfection and wanting to be perfect is just it's just bullshit. And and being on their high horse about being better than everybody else is just it's just utter utter bullshit. So yeah. yeah. I know that like one's heart may be in the right place with this rhetoric, but it even bothers me when there's a tragedy and the survivors say it's a miracle from God, thank God that I survived, because it feels like what does that mean for the people who didn't? Like right. what I get it. I totally get it. I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong with that, but it gives me pause. Right. And and that kind of goes into, um, I've been talking about this with a lot of people lately, actually. Um, there's a there's a kind of a branch of Christianity um, called Calvinism. And that that is a very Calvinistic theory. And, and with the spread of Calvinism has kind of, it that was kind of spread around in like the early, late 1800s, early 1900s. So it is a Calvinistic theory um, that is basically, if you are wealthy, it means that God has granted his favor on you. And if mm. you are not wealthy, or if you're in an unfortunate situation, it's because God is displeased with you and it kind of leads into that pull yourself up by the bootstraps like god will give you things if you are favored by him which just is not true like is not at all accurate um people are not always in a position to pull themselves up by their bootstraps like that is not possible <laughs> and just so that's that is a very prominent concept in our country, as well as specifically in the Midwest, I feel like that is very much the Midwestern attitude of like, you have to go into it because if God really likes you, if God really loves you, uh, if God is really granting you favor, if you're really following what God is telling you to do, he will give you whatever you need, which mm -hmm. just is not true. Um, kind of sounds like Black Phillip. So I don't know. I don't know about that. I also kind of like the... I've always liked the God as the villain perspective. I mean, mm. I, I'm really isolating our Christian audience. I'm sorry. Um, I will cite the Lord's Prayer for you on the Patreon. Um, <laughs> if you like, want to hear uh, Bree recite the Lord's Prayer, <laughs> go to fucking Patreon. Do it. Um, yeah, just like, what if that was true? That like all the rich people were only rich because God was like, yeah, and you get to be rich and you get to be poor. And mm -hmm. you get to be rich and you get to be poor. Yeah. Um, you yeah. haven't prayed enough this week you can't pay your rent mm. yeah this is like the same guy who in the bible was like you don't love me enough i'm burning everything it's a flood <laughs> i'm burning Most everything it's a flood i don't know yeah yeah it's you get what i mean he's yeah. mad that people aren't christian enough or that's before christ he's mad that people aren't godly enough so he's like you're gonna die yeah and noah's like whoa 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 I believe in you. So, and my wife and my sons. Yeah. So, hey, <laughs> you've read it. You the question the is how they repopulate the earth, you know? Okay. Well, we don't support incest, I've been told. <laughs> if you're in a position where you need to repopulate the earth, then we'll look the other way. Yeah. The incest. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I did really like this movie and I liked all of the, I just had so many thoughts immediately afterwards and I couldn't yeah. vocalize any of them. And it's really good to uh, be able to talk to someone about it, to organize my thoughts. Cause yeah, I, I, yep. Yeah. 
Thanks for sharing this uh, this film with me. Um, also, this is a small little button I want to say. Thomason hadn't out. You know, she must have only stayed for Caleb because they were going to sell her to a family in the village. She could have gone back to civilization. Right. Instead, she was like, no, I can't. Yeah, I mean, I guess she was like, I want to be with my family, but like, Yeah, why? but has she met her family? Yeah, for real. <laughs> also, you can visit. When you get married, you don't just like not see them again. I mean, I guess they're banished, <laughs> but whatever. I don't know. They were going to go back to the town to go to a doctor. They really, for people who are banished, go back a lot. Like, we're going to run into town and sell our daughter. Then we're going to get some groceries. Then yep. we're going to, like, take our son to the doctor. Like, all right, cool. You know, yep. buy a house, too, while yep. you're running errands. For real. For real. It's, yeah. Man, I, yeah. 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 I, yeah. Okay. That's that. That's the I think my brain is like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Would you? Let's... If you were Thomas, oh yeah, how would you handle? Yeah, I would have. When Caleb was like, "Don't worry, you have to. You don't have to leave the family." I would have been like, "Yeah, it's okay. Sure, it's all right. I'll be okay." And then so I would, would get out. I would. I would abandon them and be like, "Come visit me." So you wouldn't have gone full Black Philip. It's too far. Mm... I mean, listen, if if I was making that decision at the end, if, like, my whole family was dead and then, yeah, then absolutely. Like, what is there to lose? Sure. Your soul. Your covenant with Christ. Yeah. That's fine. <sighs> well. I mean, what would you do? <laughs> I immediately, the minute I saw the goat. Yeah. I go, are you kidding me? That's it. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. He wouldn't even have to tell me he was the devil. I'd be like, I hope. Yeah. I am assuming that you're the devil and you're my new favorite goat. Let's be best friends. Let's be best buddies. Goats are terrifying. No, I love goats. Sometimes they faint. (laughs) (laughs) I love their little bushy tails. Their eyes on either side of their head. What is that? They're just so though like one of my friends no. in high school had a goat but and they had like small goats but even with small goats i was like stop ramming into me like it hurt oh no it's cute okay so i'm taking care of these goats on halloween right and they have a squirt gun for the goats because they're just babies but they butt so you just squirt them with the water guns they stop butting that's nuts let's rewind for a minute you're taking yeah. care of goats on halloween sure. yeah of course yeah all right. I guess nothing further needs sure. to be said about that. Yeah. 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 They were yeah. like, we're worried you might feel stranded because the house is in the middle of nowhere. It's like an hour walk to the next town. And I was like salivating. They were like, there are neighbors. It's just like, it's so dark at night. You can't see the neighbor's house from our house. And I was like, I was vibrating. They were like, and the bathroom is in the derelict part of the house. We're going to get it fixed next year. But like right now, it just kind of looks like an abandoned house. And that's why we moved in. We thought it was haunted because it makes weird noises at night when you're going to the bathroom. I was like, this is my moment. I feel like this family should adopt (sighs) you because it sounds like they search for everything that you do. Yeah, I really... It, I couldn't have asked for a better Halloween. 
that so wow that's really exciting and you can watch my 31 movies along with me if you go to our letterbox i do watch a movie every day of october i select them after a rigorous selection process all year and they are not the list is not done yet because i get it done when i say so but it is live on letterboxd so check them out yeah i'm making a list also for morgan for sweet morgan so so she'll have suggestions so excited yeah and uh just speaking on the business side of things um we are doing uh, a spooktober extravaganza here so we are not just releasing an episode one episode this month because how could we do that uh we will have new episodes every week and uh yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it the next one for next week if you want to watch along with us is something and dale do something that's it a (laughs) horror classic (laughs) don't the title scare you it's you know (laughs) i knew it was dale yes tucker and dale versus evil yeah that one that one yep that is our uh october week two movie um i can't can't wait so that'll that'll be something to look forward to let's um before we fully wrap up, let's maybe mm-hmm. take a five so I can look up some IMDb trivia and then we'll do trivia. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. Here we are. Back at yeah. it. Um first piece of trivia that i have is actually an answer to one of my earlier questions so i'm excited about that um according to cinematographer jaron blanschke blaschke mm-hmm. okay j-a-r-i-n first name last name b-l-a-s-c-h-k-e uh the film was shot mostly with available and natural light nice way to go so, Jaren. bravo like very well done stunning yeah. Um, The premise is based on America's first witch hysteria, set 62 years before the infamous Salem witch trials in colonial Massachusetts. Um, Mm. So it looked later, it said it was shot or it is supposed to take place in 1630, which makes sense um, because, yeah, the Salem witch trials uh, and other witch trials that then happened were in like the 1680s. Yeah, 90s, 62 years since 1630. Yeah, 90s um, and 1700s. Um, the spelling of the title, The Witch, um, which is spelled with two capital V's next to each other instead of a W. Um, it is how the word was written in the stories, period, because the letter W was not yet in common use at the time. Um, and although the film's plot was intended to be taken literally, director Robert Eggers has spoken about how um, a few small hints he and the filmmakers left throughout the film that one might interpret as reasoning behind the events beyond the obvious supernatural. Um, so that is interesting as well. Film was only shot in 25 days. Get it done. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Especially wow. with, like, the, the morning shots, that's impressive. Yeah. With how many, like, early morning shots. And especially if they were using natural light, like, my God. Mm. Um, 
And the the actual quote that's at the end of the movie. Do, do, do. Would thou like to live deliciously? Yes, I but no. <laughs> um, at I the end of the movie, what pops head. up on the screen is the is like the uh, uh, not a warning. The disclaimer says the film was inspired by many folk tales, fairy tales, and written accounts of historical witchcraft, including journals, diaries, and court records. Much of the dialogue comes directly from these period sources, which is why they um, spoke the way that they do. Um, a hare appears frequently in the film. In colonial New England, hares were considered magical creatures in their own right. They were often associated with witches, either as a milk hare, which stole or spoiled milk from the farm animals, or the witch themselves, who were thought to be able to turn into a hare in order to spy on and influence people. So that... Oh, I love it. Okay, also, I've been having a really spooky time house-sitting, as I said from my story earlier about the goats I'm watching Halloween. The last house that I did, the woman's obsessed with hairs because they get, like, nine at a time, just, like, wild hairs in her yard. So her whole apartment was, like, paintings of hairs and, like, sculptures. It was terrifying, and I live. And then I realized, staying in that apartment, that I have had a stuffed hair since I was, like... Yeah. Since always. I've never, like, thought about her as a hair before, but she is... She's not a rabbit. The one could mistake her for one. She's a hare. What is There's the difference between a hare and a rabbit? These Hares are, are the longer. Question. I feel like that's the easiest way to describe it. So you get conjure a mental image. Hares mm. are longer. They're like the cheetahs. You know, they can hop really high and like move really quickly. Whereas rabbits mm. are a lot more idle and okay. chunky. Chunky. And, uh, good eating. I don't know if people really eat hair as much as they eat rabbit. Yeah, rabbit, uh, I feel like, is definitely more common than hair. But I guess in yeah. a pinch, you know, whatever. Yeah. And hair's got those long ears. Yeah. What go like this? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, the other thing about animals it says in Basque mythology, B-A-S-Q-U-E, Basque, is that correct? Okay. Sure. Um, the black goat is commonly known, is a commonly known figure related to the devil. Furthermore, the magical encounter between witches is called Aquilare, which in Basque means meadow of the goat. Uh, Francisco de Goya painted about witches and a black goat in 1798, uh, which is called El Aquilare, but spelled uh, E-L and then A-Q-U-E-L-A-R-R-E. The term Aquilare was popularly spread within the, God, Zugara Murdi, witches burning process during the Spanish Inquisition in 1610, just a few years before Salem's one. In that judgment, some Basque women were found guilty of being, for being witches and for participating in satanic rituals similar to the one appearing in the movie and were burned alive. So yeah, just this, having to do with goats. Which... That Goya painting is really famous and it's really beautiful. I like it a lot. It's very spooky. And if you look at it, you can definitely see how this movie is referencing that. Okay, yes. And the, the that quote mistook when the Salem witch trials happened because, yes, they... they 
occurred between 1692 and 1693. So not in 1610, just to uh, make that clear. Um, um, actually, actually, <laughs> shut up. Um, the, the film was shot in the now rare, you would know this cause I know nothing about camera work. Uh, the now rare 1.66 to one aspect ratio. Um, cinematographer Jaron Blaschke said on the reasons, well, it's more timeless. It's a shape that goes back further into our history. I mean, you don't really see a lot that's 1.85 to one before, you know, the 1950s. Uh, that's a shape you didn't see in arts until very recently. That timeless quality was attractive. Also, it was just going by my gut. It just felt right. It also had the benefits of being able to make the house a little more claustrophobic and also show more height of the trees looming over the characters. And you could still have the whole family in the shot and have it work out. Um, and this is Robert uh, Eggers' directorial film debut, which makes sense. And Anya Taylor-Joy was the first audition tape that he saw. So, oh, wow. Very cool as yeah. well. When you know, uh, you know. Yeah. And for her film debut, like, that's just insane because she's amazing. Uh, and yeah. then, according to Robert Eggers, I found this very interesting. He did not direct Harvey Scrimshaw, uh, Caleb, through most of his difficult scenes of the film. In those scenes, Scrimshaw was directed by Ralph Ineson, uh, who played the uh, father, William. Yeah. Uh, Eggers had no children at the time, while Innocen was a father of two and frequently works as an acting instructor to children and knew much better how to coach a young boy. This was not planned, but Eggers admitted to Innocen catching on that Scrimshaw had a hard time understanding Eggers' direction. So according to Eggers, Innocen used Scrimshaw's passion for soccer and coached him like Scrimshaw was preparing for a high-stakes game of football uh, for uh... his, his difficult that's so sweet. I love it. Yeah. And he did I a thought, great job directing him. He really well did because it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then just lastly, Stephen King, often called the master <gasps> of horror, has Daddy? stated that he was terrified by this film. Ow! It okay. is daddy approved. Yes. Check that off. <laughs> I feel love like that's that. like a green check work that I'll, I'll include <laughs> that in the show notes from now on if it's daddy Please. approved. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> well, but there you go. That's the trivia. Um, thank you. That's the witch. That's the witch. What would your rating be? 10. 10 out of 10, baby. I love this movie. <gasps> this would be your first 10 out of 10? I didn't give Cape Fear a 10. I always no, think that I did. you gave it a 9. Yeah, I'm going to give this a 10. Yeah. yeah. I really don't see anything wrong with it other than just like stylistically, maybe it's not for you. Because it's hard to understand the actors and because it's a slow burn because it's methodical. Maybe but I, I really liked it, though. Like, the slow burn, it still kept you in it. Warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a low simmer <laughs> throughout. Yeah. yeah. But story is great. Acting, great. Camera work, great. Like, yeah. I, I don't see a problem with it. So. Yeah. I... would probably give it a nine how fucking you know what i gotta go this is the last episode you gave cape fear a nine so let me (laughs) that's fair that's fair that's fair yep heard okay i just i really really liked it i think in order to give it a higher rating i would have to watch it again 
sure. uh, or multiple times because I just feel like I didn't fully grasp onto what I want to grasp onto. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's so objectively well done. Cinematography's fantastic. Directing's fantastic. Like everything's great. Like I, I really have very few complaints. I think it was just in my overall movie watching experience and it could have been hindered. I was, I did have to pause for a minute and do laundry and shit like that. So could have been hindered by my own, uh, humanity, my own human imperfections. But, uh, yeah, I think I'd have to watch it again to get a better feel of it for me to give it a 10. Sure. I so. But great movie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's hard when you don't exactly agree on every movie you watch, but that's what brings us together. When I, I feel like we haven't fully agreed on a lot of the movies that we've watched. We agree that The Greatest Showman was ass. <laughs> <laughs> when people say they like that movie, it's almost like when people say they like Taylor Swift, I'm like, okay, I know exactly who you are. I'm going to lose so many friends and also listeners from that statement. Maybe edit that out. <laughs> I don't mean that. Okay, no, yeah, no. I, I think no. We're gonna leave that in because I fully <laughs> agree, and it's not saying anything bad. But you automatically know what kind of person you are. And yeah, I think that that is yeah fair. I also I hated The Greatest Showman, but I respect so people who have found pleasure in it. I still will respect them, just like I respect people who enjoy Taylor Swift, even though I do not. Sure, that's a very polite way. Yeah. Of saying that, <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of drama going on with with Taylor Swift. I mean, she what, announced. What she new, do? She announced a new album. Apparently, she <gasps> looked great at the VMAs. So. Oh my god, this is drama. <laughs> this is a what lot. she does every year. Some of my coworkers <laughs> are like real big fans of Taylor Swift and they mm. like had had a had a brain melt you know which is kind of how I was when Harry released Harry's house like fair very fair yeah. but yeah it just um it's a shrug for me dog like I just don't sure. I had the opposite of a brain melt recently I had a I had a brain freeze I had no it's not the opposite well well anyway I the you band that I've seen live and... I did that was it the band that I've seen live more than any other band which I'm not like necessarily proud of as an adult but it's just like statistically true mm-hmm. um they're releasing a new album and I saw an advert for it on the tube and I felt nothing mm-hmm. there was a time in my life where I would have been like I would have been known like before the poster even went up because I would have already like pre-ordered I would have like the really expensive box set like I already mm-hmm. would have had my tickets I saw that they have a new album and I don't I, I'm not even gonna listen to it can I ask what this band is yeah they used to be a band but like right now I like to think of them as the Brendan Urie experience ah yes yep and I <laughs> fully agree with that like I used yeah. to be obsessed and yeah they yeah. had a new album come out and I just um really couldn't care less and that that's essentially how i feel about taylor swift as well i'm just like i really yeah. just don't care you and then know? he did a song with taylor swift and i was like okay i see what you've become yeah mm. Woo-hoo! Is this I... escape by gwen stefani featuring akon <laughs> <laughs> 
honestly, it should be. And what's in the same key? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a single on Spotify. <laughs> Plug it, girl. Plug it. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, that was, that was the witch. That was our experience. Um, catch us next week for Tucker and Dale versus evil. Um, catch it. Catch a falling star and put it in Yeah. Princess Diaries, man. Mandy Moore, where are you? How are you? She's doing so well. I mean, she really did well with This Is Us, so I I think she's fine. I think she's just fine. She's a good lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the witch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, see you next week. Uh, Support us on Patreon if you want us to be able to devote more time to this podcast. Uh, And actually, for the month of October, I should plug as well for us, uh, we are somehow finding time to uh, also record episodes of some of our favorite spooky TV show episodes. So uh, we are doing that on our patreon only so if you would like to take a listen to those uh Mm. you do have to support us on patreon for that content um do it uh it's gonna be funny they're gonna be timeless episodes featuring child stars that you you know you love and i'm gonna be drunk say it Mm. drunk Drunk. yep (laughs) uh yeah so (laughs) if you want that experience support us on patreon follow us on instagram uh you know as as always uh yeah. all that good stuff and everything will be included in the show notes because i try to do my job decently so we'll better see. than i do mine i'll tell you what <laughs> what job <laughs> i show up four You're minutes so- late <laughs> <laughs> it's the job i applied for <laughs> yeah yep that's us so uh this yeah. is us this is us Thank you so much. And we'll catch you. We'll catch you next week. Kiddos. Bye. Bye. <laughs>